For The Daily Princetonian, I'm Mark Judici. Congress, the White House, and SCOTUS, oh my. All three branches of the federal government made major headlines yesterday, and that joke was written by Daybreak head writer Hope Perry. You're listening to Daybreak, it's Friday, April 23rd. Two important votes happened on Capitol Hill yesterday. In the House, Democrats passed a bill aimed at granting statehood to Washington, D.C. However, it's unlikely that the U.S. will get a 51st state as a result of this bill, as it faces a tough battle in the Senate. Republicans are generally opposed to the measure, and it would require the votes of 10 Republican senators to pass. In a more bipartisan move, the Senate passed legislation which aims to address the dramatic rise in anti-Asian American hate crimes during the pandemic. The bill passed 94-1, to with only Missouri Republican Josh Hawley voting against it. The measure creates a position in the Department of Justice focused on hate against Asian Americans, and gives resources to state and local governments to improve reporting of hate crimes. Over in the judicial branch of the federal government, the U.S. Supreme Court made a major decision yesterday that makes it easier to sentence minors to spend the rest of their lives in prison. For some context, a 2012 ruling had set the standard that a judge must rule that a minor is permanently corrupted before sentencing them to life without parole. Yesterday's majority opinion, written by Associate Justice Brett Kavanaugh, rolled back that limitation. Now, under Jones v. Mississippi, those under 18 can be sentenced to life in prison without parole whether or not a judge declares them irredeemable. Opponents, like the three justices who dissented, argue that such a ruling doesn't give young, incarcerated people a chance at rehabilitation. Associate Justice Sonia Sotomayor, class of 76, wrote a scathing dissent, arguing that the majority was basically rewriting previous rulings to say what they wanted them to say in order to support their decision. And to complete our schoolhouse rock tour of the federal branches, the White House hosted a climate summit for international leaders yesterday on Earth Day. President Biden made the ambitious pledge to cut U.S. greenhouse gas emissions by at least 50% by 2030, doubling the U.S.'s commitment under the Paris Climate Agreement. Additionally, leaders of nations like Brazil, Canada, and Japan made separate commitments to tackle greenhouse gas emissions in their respective countries. In college news yesterday, student body presidents from all eight Ivy League universities signed a joint resolution calling for their schools to divest from fossil fuels. The resolution demands the schools stop making new investments in the much maligned industry this year, and fully remove all former investments by 2025. USG President Christian Potter, class of 22, cited overwhelming support for divestment among Princeton undergrads as he signed on to the joint resolution. In Orange Bubble News, virtual Princeton preview has been a success by many counts. Potential members of the class of 2025 have been engaging with current undergrads online since the start of the month, and many of the students leading the virtual events feel like the format might be here to stay in a post-pandemic world. And finally, the university will launch a new center for gender and sexuality this fall. Plans for programs and services will be finalized in coming months after staff conduct listening sessions to hear what current students want. You can read more about all of these stories at dailyprincetonian.com. If you're in the Princeton area today, after yesterday's absurd, out-of-nowhere coldness, expect a sunny day with temperatures in the mid-60s. That's all for Daybreak Today. Today's episode was written by David Malevsky and Hope Perry and produced out of the 145th Managing Board of the Prince. Our theme was composed by Ed Horan, class of 2022. For The Daily Princetonian, I'm Mark Tadici. Have a wonderful weekend.